0: Hey everyone, this is your host Josh Baker with the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these type of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to speak with Tiffany Moore. Uh, Tiffany has worked for more than 10 years in the nonprofit world and has recently decided to venture out on her own. She now provides guidance to those within the nonprofit world and leverage their passions into working for themselves and becoming humanitarian entrepreneurs. So Tiffany, thank you for coming on. I really am excited to hear what you have to say today. I think the (laughs) nonprofit world is something that's very interesting. And uh, I believe you're one of the first to talk about it on the show. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to share about that. But I want to dive right into this. Okay. What got you into the nonprofit space in the first place? Like, I feel like there has to be a little bit more than just, I want to change the world. What really got you into it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, first off, that's an old bio, because if I'm saying I just started... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I sent that. So I'm so sorry. Um, it's been a little bit now. Um, but I started in the nonprofit world. Um, a lot of the times I'll have the conversation, uh, with my audience that we, we come into this nonprofit world because of our own stuff, um, our own traumas, our own lived experiences. And, um, that's why we have some hiccups later down the line. Um, but we come into this space because we've experience stuff or we've helped family experience or navigate things or friends navigate things. And so I kind of fell into this because I have been the family therapist since I was, I don't know, able to talk. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'm being real here. So, um, (laughs) I just had to help people in my family navigate their problems. So that's, um, some reason why I feel like I've always been drawn to this work um it it was it was interesting because I knew I had the gift of being able to empathize and listen and really be able to have insight. I don't know how I had insight at four years old, but you know <laughs>
0: <I still laughs> that's crazy
1: to really be able to help those that were going through some difficult times and maybe it's just because I was young and hadn't really been jaded too much yet and maybe that's why I was able to provide a fresh perspective at that young of an age um but that's really kind of what led me into this and I remember my aunt saying um it was very very interesting and it always stuck with me and I don't even think she remembers this when I was going into my studies in undergrad and it was um going to be in this humanitarian Mm -hmm. type field. I remember her saying, if you want to do this professionally, great, but don't carry this over into your personal life. And I think a lot of the times we activists, we change makers, we in this space tend to do that because we've grown up with helping friends, family, ourselves navigate this stuff. And then it permeates into our personal lives still, and not really keeping that boundary professionally. So that just came up of the importance of boundaries.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ba- boundaries mm-hmm. are important. I think that's something mm-hmm. I, I I've started to recognize as well. You have to separate that personal professional and yes. even like you're like, I, I like to say this, I have these, uh, different mindsets I go into. So when I want to focus on, let's say my finances, I only in, and I focus on that. I don't let anything else influence that, but. When it comes or like when I want to go with friends, I'm going to focus being the moment with them. But from there, uh, you kind of see what I'm saying. It's like, it's not tunnel visions. I'm focused in this specific area at this specific time. So I think oftentimes multitasking, I mean, as much as we like all claim that we're good at it, I think there's like studies out there that really, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So
1: no. no. At all. But so there's I, so much pressure, though, that we have to do it all, be it all. And now that we have these devices attached to our hip, and sometimes it's multiple devices. Yeah. Sometimes you have multiple phones for different roles. Sometimes you have your phone, your tablet, all these different things. And so you're expected to be on all the time. You're expected to multitask. Yeah. But when is the time for you? When are you setting that boundary for yourself to discover who you really are more on a deeper level?
0: Yeah. be able so, to progress. So- I, I, I want to kind of ask you that. How how do you like, I mean, we've obviously established that uh, you need to set those boundaries, but how do you yes. kind of discover yourself? What what's the process look like there?
1: Well, mine was very much uh, having to just like completely hit rock bottom and I've hit rock bottom a few different times in life and no one wants to go there and no one wants to learn the hard way. Um, but that's kind of when the greatest growth happens. Mm -hmm. And um it's really trying to re-look at your life and say, okay, what's working, what's not working. (laughs) You know, I thought I had it all together. Had it all together, it's fine. I got this, I got this. Until you don't, until you just don't. And life is like, yeah, guess what? Let me tell let me tell you, (laughs) this is not (laughs) working (laughs) at all. And so I think it's really important that you take that time to whether it's daily, because sometimes daily can be a stretch, but multiple times a week at minimum, even if it's just a few minutes, tune into yourself and really have that silence, because this is what's going to happen. And and mark my words, um, y'all, because this is going to happen. You've got it all together. You got it all together. You got it all together until you don't. And then you have to do this all over again. And you have to start looking at your life. But here's the thing is if you have that time that you set aside it'd be great if you could do daily, but at least multiple times a week that you're looking at your life and you're doing this practice consistently, then you're not having to have as far of a fall when these moments come, you know, it's, it's kind of like, Oh, <laughs> I've realized that I've, uh, my car, like my car will not pass inspection. Now I have to do all these, these, mm-hmm. these maintenance things. Whereas if you were just doing it along the way, you know, it wouldn't be the thousands of dollars that's due, you know, like that type of scenario. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah.
0: I, I like I like the analogy you did there, like car. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, eventually, I I had someone say because I I did something totally on an unrelated note. I, mm-hmm. I, I I'll get back to it. Don't worry. But oh no, it's okay. I,
1: I'm I'm notorious for tangents. I well, I, I, love tangents. I
0: remember <laughs> one time I talked about how like it, it was in the health and wellness field, and I I just remember I was. Talking about, I was like, "Yeah, our body's like a car. You need the water." And I think it's funny mm-hmm. that you use another car analogy. And I had someone say, "They're like, oh, I don't like being related to a car." But I'm like, it's kind of true. It's just we last longer than cars do, so that's a plus yeah. there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the analogy there. I, I think that mm-hmm. maintenance, really checking up on yourself,
1: mm-hmm. self
0: reflection, self awareness, I think really comes into play when you're looking to, you know, make those steps to improve on a daily. Mm-hmm if not at least multiple times a week. And I think, I mean, I love that you touch on there. So I want to ask you this. I think I mentioned this before we started. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, kids 18, 24 Mm -hmm. that are probably listening right now. They don't really know what they want to do with their life or how to Mm -hmm. find their passion or something like that. And Mm -hmm. you seem to have found your passion at four years old. You already knew kind of what you liked, What I mean, you worked through challenges and stuff, but what would be your advice to kind of help them find what they love to do.
1: So I actually have a downloadable free PDF um, that I can absolutely plug at the end, um, but I have um, ways for people to be able to figure that out. But um, first of all, um, I knew in my heart what I wanted to do at a very, very young age, but the practical application of it, because mm. you, know, you take these career aptitude tests and just because you know in your heart what you want doesn't mean it matches with these career aptitude tests. You know, like even then, they didn't know what to tell me. My family didn't know what to tell me to do. I mean, it wasn't, um, I I knew where my passions were, but I didn't know how to apply that. And even if you take a career aptitude test, you know, now, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that job that you are you know, meant to do is going to even be on there. You don't know what's going to be. I mean, seriously, I, I like to joke about how um, you know, when I was young, if you said that there were going to be these people that recorded themselves all day putting on makeup and um, putting on all these different clothes <laughs> and walking around, you would be laughed out of the room. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. you get paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for it. Like, you don't know what the next career is going to be. And just because you don't see it now doesn't mean that you're still not meant to do it.
0: Yeah. I, I I like that you touched on that there. I mean, if you started saying that to people in 1995, 19, even 2000. That's where I was
1: going. I wasn't going to age myself, but yes, that's where I was going.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that, but <laughs> okay. two, two, Like even I would say like 2000s, two thousand, oh, like yeah. YouTube wasn't like that oh. big of a thing until 2006, yeah. seven, eight, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Like I It's weird to me because I actually, I mean, I'll, I'll date myself, but I was born in 2002. So I don't remember anything but the internet. Yeah. And then like YouTube, like I was that age when it was like becoming popular. Mm
1: -hmm. And I just,
0: again, like if you were to tell someone, Hey, like you can make thousands of dollars. Right. Uh doing makeup and all that on YouTube. Then people laugh, again, laugh you out of the room. They'd be like, Yeah, right. But now, yeah, I mean, I've even heard YouTubers, they go to banks and they say, Hey, I need a loan for this video. And they're just like, Okay, what's your and they ask like for the numbers, like so cyber count, how many views do you get? Or and
1: cryptocurrency. It... Exactly. <laughs> you know,
0: so, exactly. Yep. I, I, I totally yeah, agree on that too. Crypto's starting to make yep. its move into this space as well. I think. Give it a couple more years, and it really will become mainstream as well. And I, again, I, I kind of I, I like that you mentioned crypto. I I, I want to hear what kind of your thoughts are about that. What What do you think about that coming in?
1: I honestly, I have no idea. That is um something that I would like to understand more about. Um, it's not something that I know enough about. I mean, I to be honest, I I um find it interesting um I have um some questions and concerns about it because yeah. it again it's it's not tied to gold or silver or something yeah. that's i mean Tangible. historically, like lasted um in value um and not saying that it's not going to, but i i just i have a lot more questions than I have answers at this at this point with that
0: so yeah i think I think a lot of people do as well it's yeah. it's it's a confusing space don't don't get me wrong i I I think yeah there's that space in general is very complicated like you said it's on the cutting edge of technology but we won't we'll find ourselves like people are saying oh we're making money right now I think we'll be finding it later on kind of the same thing as YouTube like oh what the like we didn't see this happening so I I want to ask you this though how do you find like you know stay ahead and in that state-of-the-art technology like how do you stay up with the times that as technology is changing so you're not having that instant where, oh, shoot, I fell behind and your career gets kind of screwed over?
1: Well, I think it's really listening to what your passions are. And you may not have the whole roadmap laid out. Like, I didn't know where I was going to end up. And I mean, who knows where I'm going to end up? We're constantly evolving. Just because this is where I am right now doesn't mean, and that's for anybody, it doesn't mean that that's where you're going to ultimately end up. Like I mean, we're constantly evolving. If you're not evolving then you're not alive. You're dying. Hmm. If it's The whole point of life is growth. Um, so I think it's really listening to those passions that you have. And it's about just taking baby steps. One step, one step, one step. And then it's, okay, that didn't work. I'll just pivot. And hmm. learning the lessons, you're either going to succeed in that next step or you're going to learn a lesson and you're going to then make another step. And it may be a pivot but it might be, you know, it's not a linear path. It could be all over the place and that's okay. And that's absolutely okay. And I wish people really told me that when I was 18 to 24, that it's okay where you are. It's okay to be in your confusion. It's okay to be overwhelmed. You're okay. (laughs) You're
0: fine. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll also kind of touch on that, that what you said there, I, when it comes to, especially like people are going into college and stuff, they, they, Again, it's that linear path they have in their mind. Oh, yeah. As much as, I mean, I know college is financially very stressful, but also don't be afraid to like change your major. Like if you find out, hey, you know, I actually like this more. Don't be afraid to do that. And also, I, yeah. I remember talking with someone, they uh, mentioned they like, yeah, I switched my major four times, mm-hmm. but that fourth thing, when I went and worked for a company, It was my first major, what I learned from that, that actually got me that client that helped, you know, my business succeed. And I was like, that's so interesting because it's, you know, something you never thought you would use. You're like, oh, I don't like this, but then it helps you later on. And again, you said that evolving, that baby steps, maybe that was just meant to happen. (laughs) Like as much as we don't like it, like, oh, I failed. We look back on it, take that um, moment to reflect and say, you know, that was actually probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. So. I want to ask you this. I I know you have experience being an entrepreneur newer, but how important is it to be like, have that positive mindset to just keep taking that first. Cause failure, I I mean, I'm no stranger to this. It can be draining on your, like just your body, your mind, everything. Yeah. It can be really draining. So how you just keep maintaining that positive focus, that positive mindset.
1: Yeah. Uh, to go to one of the the comments you made for our first, I want I just want to um go to where you were saying about the switching majors. Um, Also, don't be afraid of taking classes outside of your major. I mean, of course, we all have to do the general requirements. Mm -hmm. But if you're interested in a class, take that class. You never know where it's going to lead. So it may not be completely switching majors, but just take the class. Um, So to maintain a positive mindset, um, this is kind of really where when I was making the comments earlier about having those, that time to really reflect, be self-reflective, um, I've had to be very discerning when it comes to the people in my life and the, um, environment that I'm in and, you know, the people, places, and things like we all know this. And it's really, um, making sure that I'm Doing what's best for me, and that means um, sometimes cutting people, cutting family, and it's it's very difficult. But when you know that the relationship is not symbiotic, it's just draining, um, and you don't need any further draining, especially right. when you're an entrepreneur because that is a lot. You're making. I mean, even if you have a team, I have a fantastic team, but I'm still making yeah. decisions and. You know, it's um, it's still very isolating work, and when you have people that just don't understand and are very much naysayers and just draining in your life, you really need to take stock of: is this serving me? Am I serving them? Because I don't. I mean, is it really beneficial for them for me to show up to the call or our um, conversation or just you know hanging out? And I'm dreading seeing them I'm dreading talking to them like that's not helpful for them either Mm -hmm. so it's really staying in alignment with um where I'm trying to go and really focusing on that and then getting out all of the other things that I just I know in my heart aren't good for me and it again can be very very difficult but just being really honest with yourself about that
0: yeah I I like that remove the things that are draining you. I think that's yeah. an excellent point that you made there. I also, this is something I recognized early on as I started, you know, pursuing other ventures on my own. I, I noticed that the, there was a, like three, three types of people when it came to like what they had to say with what I'm doing. There's the people that were all for it, right? They believed in me They're like, love it, keep going at it. Then there was the naysayers and haters. And I think
1: mm. that
0: that's where I think you need to separate it because the haters, they, they're just going to say mean yeah. stuff. And you just, again, remove that. But right. something interesting I heard about the naysayers was that most of the time, they actually do care about you like a lot
1: mm-hmm. because
0: that's why they're warning you. That That's their way yeah. of showing love. They're like, Hey, like, watch out! Like, you can't do this. Like, yeah, they're trying to protect you because, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's ultimately what people that love you that they do. They want to make sure that they have your best interest in heart. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's hard. It's really hard, like you said, just say, "Hey, no, like, sorry, I'm going to do it this way because this is the best way to go forward." Even though you're screaming, "Like, no, don't do it!" Yeah, that is the best way to go forward. So, I like that you. Uh, brought that up. That was very good. Remove so for the audience there. Remove those things that are draining you. I know a lot yes. of you have asked questions about that. So yes. I want to kind of dive into your professional experience here. Okay. The humanitarian. I I had to chuck a little bit. I've never heard the word humanitarian entrepreneur. So I, know. I kind of, I'm
1: trademarking it. Yes.
0: <laughs> I want to. I want to hear what what's that all about.
1: So it's um, the the idea behind it. I know because it's one of those things that are like, what, that's just, that that seems like an oxymoron. But what it to me is really saying is you have a passion to change the world with the entrepreneur on your own terms. So that's why Mm -hmm. I have the the tagline change the world on your own terms, because you have this passion inside of you, but it may not look like what's out there right now, you may see a different way of doing it. You may see a gap in the market. You may see just, Hey, you know, we can just do this a little bit better. And you know, it's a lot more efficient. You can do that and, and still be able to change the world. It's not just this one linear path, this one way to make that difference, to repair the world.
0: Yeah. I thank you for, thank you for clearing that up. I, 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 again, I just thought that was cool. I, kind of was an oxymoron. I'm like, usually people don't yeah. put those two words together, but thank you mm-hmm. for clearing that up. And I, yeah. again, I think that's something uh, I'll, I'll touch on that. I think that's something everyone wants to do. Everyone wants to change the world and everyone wants to, you know, leave an impact. And mm-hmm. that's something I, I, I've i been thinking about recently is uh, there's there's 7 billion people in the world and mm-hmm. how many of them get recognized? Not too many, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. Maybe a million of <laughs> that seven billion, maybe if that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, something I, I remember around Christmas time I was watching. It's a wonderful life. It's a great movie. It love that movie. I
1: love Frank Capra. Yes,
0: <laughs> great great movie. And I just remember thinking to myself, like I think everyone has that battle in themselves when he's you know going mm-hmm. through that. They're like, well, why? What what have I done? What have I like? Am I really leaving anything here? But then, you know, the uh, Clarence comes down, shows him. Mm-hmm. This is what would have happened if you weren't around. And I think something that came to me recently was sometimes the simplest thing is just a smile, right? Like, yes. some people, like, there would be a lot less smiles in the world if you just, like, if you didn't, ha- weren't there to be in that moment. So I want to I ask you this. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you stay in that moment? Like, I think mm-hmm. oftentimes we get especially as entrepreneurs, I know you're probably familiar with this. We try to like plan ahead. Like we're like freaking five years, 10 years, 15. Yeah. Oh shoot. Something happened. We had to change our whole road map right yeah. now. I yeah. think we constantly get stuck in that. And then yeah. oftentimes some people, they get hung up in their past mistakes. How do you stay in that yeah. present moment? So then you can move forward, you know, take those actions that help you succeed.
1: Well, I want to piggyback off of the movie first um, because that for the longest time was my favorite movie and it was because of the message. And um, I actually found another movie that I absolutely love. It's from 1981. And so I think um, in your audience, it's a very lesser known. They're probably not heard it, but it's free on YouTube. Um, It's called My Dinner with Andre. And it is um, pretty much the entire movie is this guy who's just stressed in his life and there's this other guy and he goes to dinner with this guy who he used to know, um, from his work. And he's just done all these things and he's having the, this huge existential conversation over dinner. And it's such a fantastic movie. And it really, really makes you think about your own life. What's important. What's not important. The state of the world, where we're going. I, I think that if Um, that sounds interesting to anyone. I think that they definitely should check out that movie. Um, I think that how to stay in the moment though, is really going back to boundaries and going back to what works for you and what doesn't. And like, for me, for a lot of the times people tend to look at me and think, oh, you're so outgoing. You must be an extra extrovert. And I am not. And people will comment that, oh, like they will see a physical switch in me of when I'm like, I'm just done with human interaction Mm -hmm. for the moment. Like I just, I can't, I can't. And so I know where my boundaries are. I know what's working for me and what's not. So it allows me to stay in that moment because I know when I need to rest. I know when I need to push. I know when, um, that, you know, it's that hustle time because entrepreneurs, we, there are those grind times, but I also allow myself to, I know this time needs to be reflective or if something happens and throws a wrench in it, it's okay. It's supposed to, because there's a, a larger picture here. There's another reason for this. I'm, I'm very big on everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for our highest and best good. There's no negative things, only us assigning the negative label to it. So that's, that's the best way I, I can say. It. And it's, again, it's not like this, um, fun, like quick fix thing. <laughs> exactly. And I know that a lot of times people get really frustrated with that. It was like, all oh, this esoteric, la, la, foo, foo stuff. And it's, not though, because when you listen to all the greats who have said these things and all the people who've had these journeys, you know, we've learned, we've learned this stuff because for the long time, when I was in that 18 to 24, I was pushing, pushing, pushing. I rarely slept. I used to be like, I'm going to sleep when I'm dead. You know, like I just, you know, was hustling, hustling, hustling and hustling until life was like, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. And it ground to a complete stop. And so y- you really have to check in with yourself and know who you are. It's going back to knowing who you really are and then being able to um be okay with that. And there's, you know, some growth that's going to happen with that because you may be someone who's a little bit different and not mainstream and um, trying to navigate that when people are looking at you like, why can't you just, you know, whatever. And it, that's okay that you're different. Your differences are going to really help you. You you are made that way for a reason.
0: Yeah. I, I like that last part, especially, I think oftentimes everyone, I mean, that fear kind of takes over and we want, we want to, uh, you know, fit in, I guess is what Mm -hmm. kind of happens. And the funny thing is, is it's usually the people that are different that everyone tries to be like, and I'm like, honestly, if you just, and, and that's the, the, I think the coolest part about each and every person is everyone's different. Like everyone has a different way of thinking. Everyone has a different way of doing things. Everyone has a different way. I'm like, don't like pull yourself back or try and do it. I mean, yes, you can learn from other people and that's right. Their wisdom, right? Like learn from other people and be better. But at the same time, like
1: don't be afraid
0: to, yeah, don't be afraid to be yourself. I think that's something a lot of people, especially my age that really struggle with, I, and I I kind of feel bad for them. They don't go out. I I've talked with multiple people and they say, yeah, I want to do this. And then they go do something completely different. I'm like, Hey, if that's something you want to do, but they're like, Oh no, it's just, it pays well. I'm like, it will get the bills. I'm like, uh, I mean, if you like it then, and Mm -hmm. sure. Or if it sets you up, so then you have more free time down the road, Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. But you know, I almost feel bad for them in that, you know, that present moment because they don't enjoy those moments because I think that's ultimately what life's for. So I want to, I want to drop the intelligent question of the day. So we, we've kind of been, you know, talking about boundaries. I think that's something that's come up quite a bit. And, you know, for the intelligent question of the day, I think it's only appropriate to ask, how do you establish those boundaries with, other people? Because I think it's easy to establish it with ourselves. but how do you establish it with other people?
1: I think it's learning to trust yourself that this is what you're supposed to be doing. And, um, that can be very, very difficult. Um, and because when you start to assert those boundaries, the people will push back even harder and you can very easily cave. Um, and so that's where I go back to trusting yourself because, You know that you are meant to put this boundary in for a reason. And it's really trusting that it's the best thing. So don't get swept up in the guilt and manipulation, because that will happen a lot, a lot. Um, And just really trusting yourself and listening in and really reflecting on, again, what you want out of life, who you are where you're trying to go and trusting that and trusting that inner voice, because that's so, so, so important and it's going to be okay. Just because you set that boundary now doesn't mean that five years from now, things are going to be different, aren't going to be different. And they may come back into your life. But if you need to set that boundary right now, it's okay. Just trust it.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone that's listening right now, that's the intelligent answer of the day. And if you don't mind, I want to, I want to kind of have ask a follow-up question. I, I, again, I I love that the trust yourself. I think that's important, but Mm -hmm. at times I think we're right and we're wrong. Like sometimes like, Oh, maybe that wasn't right. The learning experience, we were wrong here. Uh, How important would the accountability factor into that trust? Like what's that relationship like with the trust and accountability?
1: So I, I I'm kind of going to answer your first part and then you can push me a little bit more. Um, if it doesn't answer where you're trying to go. Um, I don't think that we're wrong. I think that I'm somebody who doesn't live from a place of having regrets because with the knowledge I have in this moment, I'm making the best decision for me. And so I obviously hindsight's 2020. And you know, so but you can't find fault in yourself from the past because of the decisions you made because of what you know now. So it's really, it's the right decision for me now. So I think that um, even if you are unsure, unsure mentally, but in your heart, you know, this is mm-hmm. right. It's still pulling a trigger. And if you are just listening to your head and not your heart, I mean, yes, that's when you can fall into the wrong decision because you weren't listening to that internal whisper and you weren't listening to your gut. So rip that apart. If that didn't answer your question.
0: <laughs> no, that I, I like that. That was, that was great. I, I like that you mentioned that because I think I may, maybe I used the wrong word wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I guess we're never wrong, but right. I, we need to take accountability. If we like hurt someone else, I think that's where that comes in. But mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I liked what you said that I think you really answered the question well there. so oh, okay. uh, thank you thank you for coming on i I've appreciated having <laughs> sure. you, but I know you mentioned that you had like that PDF that people yes. can download, website yes, yes. business, anything like that. what is the best way they can get a hold of you? find that.
1: So um, humanitarian-entrepreneur.com is my website. Um, On it, you are able to download a free PDF that is um, clarifying your passion. It's really dissecting your strengths, your weaknesses, what lights you up, and really going in depth with that information. Because at Humanitarian Entrepreneur, we have a four-pronged approach to really getting you to where you're trying to go and it's again just that next step but sometimes when you're super super overwhelmed you need a little bit of guidance in that next step um so that's um an absolutely free gift for the audience, uh, as well as we have a free Slack community. If anyone is interested in joining that, that's really um additional support and resources and networking specifically for this activist space. Um, you're able to email info at humanitarian-entrepreneur.com and we can absolutely add you to that. Um, I have all my information about the consulting I do and the coaching I provide on the website as well.
0: Okay, sweet. I- for those of you I know, we we talked about passion today. If you want to go, I'll do yeah. that. I really would recommend that you guys do that. I think that would be something very beneficial for you, and especially if you don't know your passion, I think that's something you should do. So, Tiffany, thank you, thank you again for coming on. I really enjoyed having you. Today. Thank you so
1: much. Thank you, everyone.
0: All right, everyone. That is Tiffany Moore. As you can tell, she's a very intelligent person. Has great things to say. I would challenge you guys again to go check out that PDF. Check out our website and see if that can help you. Stay tuned till next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys that week as well. See you guys next week and let's get after it. Hey everyone, if you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you get. We could not have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentconvos.com and fill out the form there. Thank you guys again, and let's get after it.